0: It's time for School Rock School with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. For the album, you know what's fun? My students think I am so much older than I actually am. Like how old? Well, what's happening is the students will, I'll I'll talk to them about Woodstock or I'll talk to them about something. They think you were there, right? Right. (laughs) They will look at me and go, Dr. Burns. How was it? Yeah, tell us about the 60s. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, and believe it or not, we are back. To Normal right here on What's the... What's Normal? Uh, normal is you sitting in the studio with me. Where have you been for the past six weeks? I
1: don't know, but somebody's messing up my stuff.
0: I know. There's uh, there's normally a lot of things in here that you have just as you like it, but since we sent you away to do these summer extended shows, you you got upset about that. I got to tell you, we spoke to a lot of amazing people. Really? Uh, yeah, the, the, the front of house guy for Tom. Petty, the person who uh, sort of discovered Rush. We also talked to the manager of Van Halen during his time, 1978 all the way through 1984. If you'd like to hear any of those interviews, they are always available to you and they cost nothing. Go to selu.edu slash rock school and you will find every single one of them. It was an amazing group of people who came in and spoke to us over the summer. But now, we are back to sort of the way things normally are. Ready to <laughs> do a radio show?
2: I am. Okay,
0: here's the thing. Over the summer, I did one of those extended shows and I had a guy come in from Mental Floss who had information about uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The, yes, uh, yes. the The one that has been completely remixed and such and I went out of my way to play the remix and as i read about the album one of the things i kept seeing again and again was that 1967 was the greatest year for an album ever this was the year year? that the 1967 right we were three years old oh my goodness it says that 1967 was the year the quote album a grouping of songs put together was perfected now whether you believe that or not is up to you but i decided to go back and look at 1967 and i was shocked In just that year how many amazing albums came out and i decided to do a show actually two shows we're going to do uh, january through june today and then july through the remainder of the year uh, next week here's the thing it shook me in 1967 how many people debuted I mean, people we know from the top of our tongues, but they debuted. So I decided to look at every album released in 1967, tell you the ones by the big groups, and then also how many debuts there were, and it was shocking. Really? How many. We'll start with this one. Ever heard of Eddie Floyd?
1: Eddie Floyd. Eddie Floyd, Stacks
0: Records? No. Oh, you may not have heard of him, but I'll bet you know his song, Knock on Wood. I'm going to knock, knock, knock on wood. And in 1967, it's Eddie Floyd who comes out and has this well-known single off of the album. It's his debut album in 67 as we talk 1967 in albums here on Rock School. Eddie Floyd as we talked 1967 maybe the greatest year ever for the concept of an album you may shake your head and go really Eddie Floyd
1: no I, really? I, I knew the song you knew the it's song still around but
0: really that's the one you started with yeah. yeah I did because if you stay in January you also get the Young Bloods album with the big single get-together sold five million copies Furthermore, you get the Stone Ponies. Take a guess. Stone Ponies. Who did we get out of the Stone Ponies? Now, these are debut albums I'm uh, talking about.
1: Linda Ronstadt yes! she fronted the Stone Ponies yes! and the Stone Ponies became uh, the Eagles.
0: Well, that's right. The right? backing band, uh, members of it went away and joined up and decided to form the Eagles. But this is in 1967 the first time you heard of Linda Ronstadt, The Stone Ponies. And it was simply called The Stone Ponies. Now, there was an early single called So Fine that was, eh, yeah, good, what have you. Right. But also in January, in, let me see here, six days, it says, in August of 1966. But it was released in 1967. The Doors debut album, The Doors. Comes out. Manzeric, Robbie Krieger, John Densmore, and of course the guy out front.
1: The good looking guy. The good looking guy. Yep. Now, Light
0: My Fire, of course, was the big hit off it, but it goes on for, I think, 17 minutes. So here you go. Break on through on Rock School.
2: You know, the day destroys the night, night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide, break on through to the other side.
0: is 1967 the greatest year ever for the album now when we get to the breaks we're going to talk about the album what is an album what makes it an album? Is it just, you know, 13, 14, 15 songs thrown onto a disc? Yeah. Or is it something where the songs all go together?
1: Well, I hope it's an all go together.
0: Well, the Sgt. Pepper's album, which is what everybody's screaming about this year because it was remixed and re-released, mm-hmm. that was all songs about childhood. Obviously, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, something drawn by Julian Lennon. Right. And then you had Strawberry Fields Forever, which was about the orphanage Strawberry Fields. You also had Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite, She's Leaving Home. They were all songs about childhood or coming of age from childhood. Is every album like that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. So let's move on to February. Okay, what came out in February? Remember, people think 67 is the greatest year ever, for albums. Surrealistic Pillow by Jefferson Airplane came out. That's where you got somebody to love. White Rabbit and Plastic Fantastic Love.
1: My goodness.
0: 67.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh The Birds came out with uh Younger Than Yesterday, and the big hit off of that was So You Wanna Be a Rock and Roll Star. Just right. Listen now. Mamas and the Papas delivered their third album. Remember, we're only playing songs from debut albums mm-hmm. here on the show. Mamas and Papas come out with their third album in 67, and it has a few different hits on it dedicated to the one I love, Creek Alley, and Look Through My Window. So
1: far, it's a very, very good year.
0: And we're only in February. I know. So what are we going to play? I don't know. Dolly Parton.
1: How Wait a many, second. How
0: many hits has Dolly Parton had?
1: a lot. Yeah. She
0: came out in 1967. Did you know that? No. Yep, it was her debut album. With what? It's called Hello, I'm Dolly. Any idea what the first single off the album was? You're going to love it. Jolene? No, dumb blonde. Yeah. I don't
1: I don't think I even know that song. Don't you really? No, play oh, it.
0: it's wonderful.
1: Okay, play it.
0: Sounds like this on Rock School.
2: Don't try
0: 1967, is it the best year ever for the album? You know what's fun? My students think I am so much older than I actually am. Like how old? Well, what's happening is the students will, I'll I'll talk to them about Woodstock or I'll talk to them about something. think you were there, right? Right. (laughs) They will look at me and go, Dr.
2: Burns. How was it? Yeah,
0: tell us about the 60s.
1: Was there a bathroom there?
0: Well, let's see. I was born in 64, so most of my needs were taken care of. I really enjoyed the 1960s. I was not old enough to be at Woodstock and all of that. If you ask me about the '70s, I can help you. It's just a little embarrassing because that's when we get the Bay City Rollers and Satur. That's, that's
1: when you were a big fan of the Partridge Family, right? <sighs> D-
0: I loved the Partridge Family. You know, the thing is, they 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 shoved David Cassidy out front, but in the back was Susan Day playing oh, yeah. keyboard. Oh my! H O T mother. Uh, what happened in March of this year 1967 Otis and Carla King and Queen who are they Otis Redding and Carla Thomas you may have known that Carla Thomas was the daughter of Rufus Thomas who's Rufus Thomas think the movie or pardon me the song the funky chicken that's who it is and they had a pretty good uh, pretty good tune gee whiz and uh, all kinds of, of hits off of this Aretha Franklin came out in 67 with I never loved a man the way I loved you wow. that came out all right so what else is out there because again we're only playing music from debut albums yeah. bands that came to life and what's really funny is when you have a band that just seems like they've been around since the earth formed underneath them the Grateful Dead debuted in March of 1967.
1: That was it, huh? That's when they first came out.
0: Right. It was the album, The Grateful Dead, released by Warner Brothers in March. And uh, I'm trying to look over here. It it looks like it's about as basic as you can get. Just an opening San Francisco sound debut, and a lot of it was covers, and here's one that was. Good morning, little schoolgirl. This is the first you heard of The Dead on Rock School. first time you heard the grateful dead by the way in march you also heard the first from the velvet underground and nico That was the album with the banana on the front. (laughs) Yeah, I do
1: remember that. Do you really? I do. Is there
0: any chance you had the album that actually had sort of the furry, fuzzy stuff they put on top of the banana? No. No, it was just a print? Just a print. Yeah, but the furry, fuzzy stuff, if you can find one of those at your next garage sale, that's worth a little bit of money. Okay, why is the album dying you see it, it seems to me what you got 1967 maybe the greatest year for the album ever when I grew up we bought albums here's the problem the album is dying at least the concept of the album is dying and iMusical digital suggests it's an idea of technologies albums have no shuffle You had to listen to them in a linear fashion until the CD showed up. And you know what? You should have listened to it in a linear fashion. That was the point of albums. The artist put it together so the songs, maybe 6 per side, 12 total, maybe 5 per side, so 12 total, um, or 10 total, it would tell you a story that idea uh, is past. okay yeah i don't think people who listen today not even people who are my age right. they don't care to hear a story no. there's there's this overt belief system that time is running shorter and shorter and shorter we still have 24 hours in a day but because of all the digital stuff there's no time to listen to it it says here i music, musical suggests when shuffle started it was referred to as listening 2.0 the music was the same but you didn't listen the same. They also suggest that radio had a, a a big hand in it because radio didn't play albums. They played hits. So what they did is condition people to listen to hits. So when the ability to download song to song came out, they had already been conditioned. Song to song, the concept of the album was dead.
1: So what what exactly does that word shuffling mean when you're talking?
0: Oh, you've never shuffled I, anything?
1: No, I don't I don't, know what, oh, I don't I, know what you're talking about. I love
0: shuffling. What it does is you can decide to have your phone or your iPod, if you still use those, to play a random song from either your entire music collection or from just a category of your music collection. Just pick this list or just pick this era, and it will randomly choose a song for you. And I hate to admit it, but that's the way I listen to my phone in my car. If I don't like the song, boop, go on to the next one until I hear one I like. And it's all random. So I get to hear songs that I would have never reached for. And it, it's more enjoyable. Wow. How about that? I like it. Pick up your piece of paper. It's oh, also, I'm picking it up. It's also killed the concept of the album. Who's listening to us?
1: Oh, let's see, Uh, KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. That's
0: wonderful. Make sure you get us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show, or we'll cry. Like us, you really like us. Back in a minute on Rock School. out of the break there's one more album in March you probably should know about the nitty-gritty dirt band debuted in 67
1: I I do need to know that
0: you did need to know that yeah I like them it's an album called the nitty-gritty dirt band so let's move along to April the album "Born Free" comes out by Andy Williams. Now, look, wait, you know, I with know. the movie
1: "Born Free."
0: Uh, I'm assuming it's clo- I'm assuming it's close to it. But every time you hear of the movie, or most people, when they're confronted with, "Hey, what do you know by Andy Williams?" Everybody hits that note.
2: "Born
0: Free," as free as the wind blows. I've seen the
1: movie, and I know yeah. him, and I've never put the two together for Haven't some you reason. Really? No.
0: Born free comes th- out. The uh, third studio album by the Turtles comes out in 67 April to be specific. Happy Together is the name of the album, and of course it has the single Happy Together and You Know She'd Rather Be With Me. It's all 1967. Well, of course
1: she'd rather be with you.
0: I wouldn't commend it, you know. Okay, and the one we're gonna play, The Electric Prunes. Do you remember The Electric Prunes? No. Tell me you had a single by The Electric Prunes. No. No?
1: You Tell me the single. Maybe, you, I, maybe I like them and I just don't know it.
0: You break my heart. The big single off of their debut album, The Electric Prunes, was called I Had Too Much To Dream Last Night.
1: Don't know no? it.
0: No? Oh, You're breaking my heart. Can I play it for you? Uh, you yeah. Hey, push the button. Here you go on Rock school. <laughs> Okay, tell me you have heard that Electric Prunes song. No,
1: I did not. Oh, really? You've not heard that? No, and I like it. Oh,
0: I shall start divorce proceedings immediately. I'm Joe Burns. You are?
1: I am the free Tammy Burns.
0: (laughs) Uh, We are accepting applications, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Here's the dates. August 7th all the way through August 13th. Something happened on these rock and roll dates. And by the way, we're going to come out of this break with what a lot of people believe is the greatest debut album ever, and, of course, it came in 1967. What happened on Monday?
1: August seventh, two 2002. Ween drummer Claude Coleman Jr. breaks his back and pelvis in a car accident. Ouch. August
0: 8, 2007. Amy Winehouse overdoses after a London drink fest. She's told by everyone who loves her to go to rehab. She says no, and it becomes the inspiration for her first single.
1: Sounds like a great time, drink yeah. fest. August 9th, 2005. Nickelback released... Photograph. Ew. First single from their album All the Right Reasons, and own it, it is. Yeah. It would become one of their greatest hits.
0: Yeah. August 10, 1985. While taking part in a yacht race, Duran Duran singer Simon Le is trapped after his boat capsizes. He obviously survives. He made
1: it. August 11th, 2016. President Obama releases Obama. his playlist Obama. on Spotify. Obama. It's his last year in office, Obama. which might be why quote so very hard to go is on the list
0: you know he's putting together plans for his presidential library it'll be on it'll, it'll be on the south side of chicago which is the baddest part of town. And if you go down Ooh, there, Leroy. You'd better just beware of a man named Leroy Brown. But seriously, um, uh, all joking aside, his presidential library is expected to have a recording studio in it.
1: I think that's good. Cool. August 12th,
0: 1994, Woodstock 2 begins Saugerty's New York, draws a crowd of about 350,000. And August 13th, to wrap us up, 2009, guitarist Les Paul dies of complications Aww. from pneumonia at 94 in white plains new york you know what i'll take 94. all right is 1967 the greatest year ever for the album well if you base it off of this debut album it sure is Jimi hendrix are you experienced foxy lady red house fire and of course are you experienced and many people are of the opinion it's the greatest debut effort ever put together hendrix on rock school There you go, Jimi Hendrix, 1967. Ladies and gentlemen, are you experienced? Uh, Also in May of that year, Electric Music for Mind and Body by Country Joe and the Fish. Do you know who that is?
1: I've heard of them, but I don't know. I don't know which song you're about to play. I well, can't I'm not.
0: Imagine. No, I'm not going to play one of their songs because the one most people know them for. Now they may have debuted in '67, but the one most people know them for is what they did at Woodstock. It's the "Fixin' to Die" rag. Right, Whoopee, we're all gonna die. Yep, that kind of yep, thing. Yep. But that wasn't on this album. Oh, this was simply their debut album. So, what's in- an
1: album without that song? a
0: debut. It came out on the next one and it got played. The problem is and this happened by the way I'm sure you remember this. This happened at my last radio station that I was programming. I gave a jock the Woodstock 3 CD soundtrack and I said to him play some music off of it because this week is when Woodstock occurred. Not not this week specifically, but the week I gave the the disc jockey the uh, the CD. And he said, okay. And I said, please, 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 preview the music first. This is a live album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember he went ahead and played Country Joe and the Fish? It dropped about 10 F-bombs. I do
1: remember that. So I'm,
0: I'm sitting there catching the phones. And when I went in there and screamed at him, he looked at me and said, you told me to play it. Oh, what a fight. And this is the one we're going to play. The month of May... 1967, of course, Are You Experienced come out, comes out, and of course, Country Joe and the Fish debuts. You have to have something to equal that, or at least balance it. Ladies and gentlemen, in May of 1967, <laughs> Up, Up, and Away, oh, the debut album yes. by the Fifth Dimension.
1: Up, Up, and Away.
0: That's right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: Beautiful mm-hmm. Baroon
0: If you'd stop singing, I'd play it
1: Okay, sorry
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. and other people Otherwise known as the Fifth Dimension Hi-whoo. Here on Rock School
2: Would you like to ride in my beautiful
0: balloon? Would you like to ride? In my... <laughs> Up. Up and away in my beautiful oh
1: are you going to play that? no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I played that already. Marilyn McCoo, Billy Davis Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Why don't you marry me, Bill?
1: Oh, that was a good one, too. Yeah,
0: but that wasn't on that album.
1: Well, thanks for blowing that for me. I
0: know. I, uh, I destroy young children's dreams. Okay, Uproxx, which is a website that discusses music, has a few thoughts on why the album is dying away, and Uproxx suggests it was the hip-hop community that uh, pretty much put the death nail inside of albums. Why? Because according to the website, it's not according to me, according to the website, hip-hop was the first musical format That instead of going with the way the people who run the music industry wished, look, we're going to release a single, then we're going to release an album. What the hip hop community did was look at how people are buying music and then altered their music release to them. Okay. So instead of saying, look, buy it our way or go jump in a lake, yeah. they played to the audience. What do you want? Okay, we want this. And what happened was it turned out that the single was the thing. There was no want for anything other than a new single. And furthermore, it seems that people were more interested in mixes or extended versions of hit songs rather than more tunes in an extended format
1: and that i have never wanted either of those things no i gotta an be honest with you. extended release no. or a a different mixed format
0: i have so many databases that i go to mm-hmm. for this show because i download for every show i download all the music new so the music is i don't know how to say it i i guess uh, virgin If you will, it hasn't been put into any other format and brought back. I bring the music down new and it's nothing for me to see this song, then the dead mouse version, then the what have you remix and the what have you remix and the extended version, the disco version. I don't want that. I want the single. I want, you know, there's that old thing, you know, I love coming to your concert, but make it sound like the record.
1: Exactly.
0: People want to hear the record.
1: That's all I want.
0: Yeah. Okay, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute to continue talking about 1967, and we'll wrap up with June, get us halfway through the year. Who is listening to us?
1: WMCE and Erie, PA. Hot
0: dog. Back in a minute on Rock School. break. We are to June of 1967. And of course, the whole concept of these two shows, this one and next week, is the idea that 1967 is the greatest year ever for albums. Nothing that I said.
1: No. So it, far, I think they're right.
0: It was when I was looking for information on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So here we are in June. Guess what album, Sergeant Pepper's, was oh, released Sergeant Peppers. in June. Thank yeah, you. Sergeant Thank you Peppers. very much. Have you heard the new remake of it I did Did you like them better than the originals
1: Oh I'm probably gonna get uh, ugly emails from this So no no
0: and be honest I didn't much either I get it they're fuller. There's more bass it has more stereo in fact it has complete stereo separation it is it is much slicker in terms of the production It, it
1: sounds fake. To me i
0: don't know that it sounds fake it just doesn't sound like the original and the original although it had its faults in terms of we only have this kind of equipment mm-hmm. to record on that's half of the joy of the album that's half of the concept of how do you create such a genius piece using only these two four track machines.
1: Well, when you're building guitars, yeah. you go backwards with doing a guitar and you're thinking, okay, how can I make this sound like a, you know, the guitar that was on such and such album in 1970?
0: That's exactly what I do. I buy the equipment from back then. Right. I, I don't care to move it forward. Right. Don't get me wrong, it's good. But if you said to me, do you want to listen to the one from 2017 or the one from 67, I would listen to the one from 67. Me too. Just my opinion. Yep. So here we go. If Sgt. Peppers came out in June, obviously nothing else came out, right? Wrong. A week before David Bowie's debut album, David Bowie, comes out. Well, and, thank
1: God it came out a week before. Yeah,
0: and you're thinking to yourself, oh, David Bowie, what is it, Young American, Suffragette City, what is it? No, he's kind of a mod on this one. It won't be till later he becomes Ziggy Stardust.
1: He's, what a, he's not himself, huh? No, not quite.
0: Here you go, David
2: Bowie on Rock School. Rubber band. There's a rubber band that plays tunes out of June. In the library garden Sunday afternoon. While a little chappy waves a golden wand. <laughs>
0: As we wrap up the first half of 1967 is it the greatest year for the album ever
1: it's
0: what i found Well, it
1: was until you played that last song
0: <laughs> come on they can't all be gems aye, you know aye, aye. out of the gate uh, and of course we had Jimi hendrix which was maybe the greatest debut album of all time so he had to follow that and i'm sure that shook him a little bit so we are here at the end of June. We're going to start July next week and finish up the uh, finish up the year. Here I'm more are...
1: excited about July. Are you really? I am. Really? You know why? Yeah. Why? Because I can't imagine anyone would put out an album after Sgt. Pepper's. But
0: I guess you're right. Come yeah. on now. Who's okay. going to be
1: brave enough to put out an album? Well, Nobody's got... going to listen to it, right?
0: I've got three for you in June. Uh, The Hollies Evolution comes out. That's got Carrie Ann on it. It's not their their debut album, but still. That rocks. Now, uh, Leonard Nimoy, if you remember Mr. Spock, uh, puts out his debut album. He had multiple albums, believe it or not. Uh, It's called Leonard Nimoy Presents Mr. Spock's Music from Outer Space. It was an entire album by Dot Records where Leonard Nimoy performed in his alter ego of Mr. Spock. Yeah, swept the Grammys that year, by the way. (sighs) yeah no and no. and the one we're gonna end up on do you know moby grape
1: i do know moby grape. moby grape
0: yeah, yeah came from the, the the name of the band came from some jokes back and forth i believe between peter lewis and jerry miller where uh he said to him okay what's uh, purple and swims in the open or Swims in the Ocean. <laughs> Would have been funnier if I'd have gotten it right. What's purple and Swims in the Ocean? Why Moby Grape?
2: Oh, my god. Well, there gosh. you go.
0: And what's fun, it's the 1967 debut album by the rock band Moby Grape. And there might be somebody on the cover giving you the finger. No. Ooh,
1: yeah. That was a fuzzy finger.
0: Gotta get one of the earlier pictures. Uh, out of the San Francisco scene, it's Moby Grape. We're going to finish up on them, and we'll see you next week to start in July. I'm Joe Burns.
1: I'm Tammy Burns. Was 1967
0: the best year for the album?
1: Absolutely. Oh, you tell me.
0: Uh, that'll do it. Class is dismissed.
2: Hey,